0: Welcome to the Scripture Memory Podcast, a ministry of Scripture Memory Fellowship. If you've ever felt like memorizing God's Word is an uphill battle, stay tuned. This podcast will help you make Bible memory a consistent and enjoyable part of your daily life. After all, knowing Scripture is the first step towards a fruitful, God-honoring life. So whether you're a new memorizer who needs some practical Bible memory tips or a veteran memorizer who just needs some encouragement for their journey, stay tuned for today's episode of the Scripture Memory Podcast.
1: Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Scripture Memory Podcast, the podcast where we're helping you make Scripture memorization a consistent
2: and enjoyable part of your daily life. I'm Dakota Lynch. And I'm Randy Williamson.
3: And I'm Olivia Tarbell.
2: Today we are joined by a special guest, Jeremy Cluth. He is the founder of Scripture Alive, a ministry that is dedicated to Scripture memory with an emphasis on dramatic recitation. Jeremy, thank you for being with us today.
4: Hey, Randy, Dakota, Olivia, thanks so much for having me. Excited for this. We're excited to talk about a really exciting
2: topic, and that is our motivation to memorize. Uh, What motivates us to memorize God's Word? Is it the applause of man? Do you think you're being super spiritual in pursuing this discipline, or maybe at some point in your journey of memorization, you've gotten so weary, you have forgotten your motivation? Well, Jeremy's going to share with us how to find your motivation to memorize God's Word. Before we begin, let's have our passage of the day. Jeremy, you're going to be sharing with us from the book of James, is that correct?
4: Yes, that's correct. I will be doing James 1, uh, 1 through 11.
2: Great. Would you mind setting it up for us and then sharing?
4: Yes. So we have the the book of James uh, is my favorite book of the Bible. And uh, really, it's actually, we believe, the half brother of Jesus, who at first didn't believe in Jesus, and uh, when he saw the resurrected Jesus, um, you know, afterwards, when he appeared to the 500, uh, he believed and he became a steadfast follower of Christ. And he specifically talked about how we are to be doers of the word and how through the trials and temptations that we go through, uh, that we can have faith and we can trust in the Lord and know that he is there to comfort us. He is there to uh, help us in our trials and temptations um, and how we can live out our faith practically.
2: Great, great. Well, will you share God's word with us now?
4: Absolutely. Here's James 1, 1 through 11. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the 12 tribes and dispersed in greetings, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For the sun rises with its scorching heat and withers the grass, its flower falls, and its beauty perishes. So also will the rich man fade away in the midst of his pursuits.
1: Wow. What a special passage of Scripture. And and Jeremy, as we Think today about our motives for memorizing scripture. Would you share with us a little bit about how that passage has shaped your life and, and fueled your motivation for memorizing scripture? I know that's been a special passage for you.
4: Absolutely. Uh, that is uh, the first, uh, James chapter one was the first chapter I ever memorized, and James 1 2 through 4 was my first uh, first verse I ever uh, pair of verses I ever memorized outside of Awana. I know not everyone was involved in Awana. So outside of the, you know, get a prize or, you know, get a tally mark. That was the first verse that I, I chose uh, myself to say, I need this verse in my life. And it is really fueled by my uh, a huge part of my story. Uh, my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer when I was six years old, and she was given uh, 12 months to live by the doctors, uh, 85% chance that she would not survive. Um, but God is good, and uh, God can heal and, and go beyond any diagnosis from the doctors. And he gave her seven uh, extra years of life, and we praise God for that. And I'm so, so thankful uh, for those memories I had. However, uh, being only seven years, I, uh, she passed away when I was about 13 years old. And, uh, at that moment, uh, when she, before she passed away, she was able to share a conversation. She was able to share with me her desire for me to continue in my walk with God, to continue my quiet times. At that, at that point, I uh, became a believer at about at 11 years old and I was in God's word every day. Um, And I was reading it and studying it. Um, but it was it was after that when my mom encouraged me to do that, that uh, my faith was truly tested for the first time uh, where, you know, I didn't have my mom to lean on. And that's when I knew I didn't just need God. I couldn't just have God's word on a shelf or on my phone. I needed it in my heart and I needed it right here, ready on my lips for healing and for comfort. And that was really my first step into wanting to store up God's word in my heart at that moment of my life was for healing and comfort. And I don't know when it happened, but I know the Lord brought to mind. He, he, he brought me to James chapter one. And it talked about this idea of counting it all joy when, not if, right? When you meet trials, because it is a guarantee that we're going to go through trials in this life and knowing that the trial of my mom's death. Um, was just beginning, and so I stored that up in my heart, and I reminded myself that this is actually maturing me. This is actually making me more closer to Christ, becoming more the image of Christ, that I could have steadfastness, that I could persevere through trials, especially uh, the death of my mom.
2: Jeremy, that original motivation, that's that's amazing. But I, I have to ask you, um, is that what motivates you today? Do you think a person's original motivation to memorize God's Word, does it stay the
4: same, or does it change over time? No, it does not stay the same, Randy. Uh, I absolutely believe that uh, your reasons why to memorize scripture will evolve uh, in the different stages of your life. And that's OK. Uh, I, I have, um, you know, really, I, I like to say discover your why. I love to share people. Here's my why right? This is why I started to memorize scripture. And I want you to be able to discover your own why for memorizing scripture. Um, but it's going to change. You know, for me initially at 13 years old, it was from my mom. of I need this for healing and comfort. But when I became, uh, you know, I, as I grew in my teenage years, I realized that the temptations of this world uh, really are a challenge, right? Uh, temptations to sin and, and temptations to be uh, angry and complain and, and all these different temptations. Um, you know, and I realized that I needed to store it up so I could keep from sin, right? One of uh, one of my favorite verses is Psalm 119, 11. I have stored up your word in my heart. Why? That I might not sin against you. And uh, it was so perfect that James 1 happens to have another verse on temptation when it says in one, uh, you know, continues forth, if we go to 13 to 15, saying, let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God. For God cannot tempt someone with evil, and he himself tempts no one. But each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. Then desire, when it has conceived, gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is fully grown, brings forth death. And that was one of the first verses I memorized to say, okay, when I am tempted, this is not of God. This is of my own flesh. This is of my own desire. And so I need to turn away from that and turn towards God. And so that was when I started it. And then it was in uh uh and then it was in college when I discovered uh the world of of dramatic recitation or dramatic presentations where you, you take the word of God and you dramatize it, right? Word for word. And so I get to share God's word and bring it to life for people now. And so everyone's motivation, their their why is going to change throughout their lives, and that is okay, and that is a good thing.
1: That's so true. I think about how in my life there have been seasons where I'm memorizing Scripture because I just enjoy the process. You know, there are times when it's it's really natural to, to carve out that time because you're firing an off-cylinder spiritually. And you. if I could say it this way, you don't need a compelling why all the time. But you mm-hmm. won't memorize consistently for years and years without a good why. So I would encourage our listeners as you're thinking about your why Make sure that it's durable <laughs> because there may be a time when memorizing scripture doesn't come as naturally as it does today, mm-hmm. when maybe your small group is doing this or your family is doing this or it's just something that you really enjoy. When that ceases to be true, what's the why that's going mm-hmm. to carry you through? So, uh, yeah, that's so good. Thank you for sharing that, Jeremy. And, and would you share with us a little bit, too, about your ministry? and uh, kind of what that looks like, and what prompted you to
4: start Scripture Alive? Well, yeah, Scripture Alive is certainly, uh, I know of the Lord. Uh, he definitely brought together my two favorite things in all the world, uh, scripture memory and uh, theater, you know, drama. And so I, I knew that was of him. Uh, it was a perfect marriage that I didn't even realize existed for until until my last semester in college. So I went to Moody Bible Institute in Chicago and really got a great biblical foundation. So, so thankful uh, for what I learned there. But I was there that I just, uh, I took a class called oral interpretation. I uh, took it with a professor there who ended up being an awesome mentor of mine, still is a, a good friend that I, I connect with regularly. And uh, he shared, uh, we were doing this class, oral interpretation, and we, We're doing this uh, where we had to do it with like a play. He said, Okay, I want you to choose a play, uh, and you're going to actually, word for word, you're going to present it. You're going to do the characters, you're going to do the narration. And so we did that for, I think, uh, a play. We did that for movie screenplay. And he said, Okay, the last thing I want you to do is to choose your favorite Bible story and do the same thing. So we're going to study the text, we're going to study the characters, we're going to understand their motivations. But you're going to do the same thing. You are going to present it dramatically the way that it's read. So you're going to go through the narration, go through the dialogue and present it. And so it was really when I learned uh, there is a world of people that actually present God's word dramatically. and uh, And it was in my final semester when my dad gave me the idea of starting a ministry where I could go to churches and camps and retreats and conferences and and say, hey, you know, bringing God's word to life, hence the name Scripture Alive. And so I started Scripture Alive January of 2020. I graduated uh just a few months later. And of course, the world shut down after that. But uh, the Lord has been good to provide opportunities for me to just really help people to understand God's word more and to see it in a way they've never seen before. And so that's just a little bit about it, but I'll let you guys ask ask, uh, some further questions.
3: That's so awesome to even just hear you talk about, you know, it's it's always really scary getting ready to graduate college um, and not know what lies ahead, but to take that leap of faith and say, I'm going to trust that this thing that I love to do that God has equipped me to do can be a platform that I use to glorify him. So that's been really Cool to hear you share that. Thank you. Um hmm. What? How have you seen like Scripture Alive impact others?
4: Hmm. Well, it's it's been, what's been a real joy for me has been being able to present it for my friends, you know, my my own community and people that you know just get to see me in the everyday life. And uh, you know, I've been able to do a, uh, several presentations at my church, you know, uh, not not officially you know, by the church, but I'll use the the church building and, you know, and, and get some tech and all that. But uh, I've had people that have, you know, my own friends saying like, I never understood that passage before. And just seeing it up, like up live and, and center stage and you doing all the voices and the inflections and the reactions, like I was able to understand it more. I've had other people that say, is that really in the Bible? And I'm like, it sure is, word for word. And, uh, and so they're like, I need to go back and read that again. And really, that is my desire. My desire is not to impress people with my memorization ability or impress them with my theatrical ability. My desire is that it would actually drive them further into God's word. That They say, okay, if this guy can memorize this much scripture, I think I can do a verse. I think I could do three verses. I think maybe I could do a short song Um, or they say, man, I need to just just get into God's word more because there's so much in here. These are real people with real emotions, with real stakes. And I want to show that and say, hey, what can we learn as we dig deeper into uh, into these stories and into these characters? Yeah,
3: that's awesome. Um, I know this is kind of like a hard question to maybe answer, but I could see it being very easy to... Um, You know, when you're up on stage and you're presenting and people are coming up to you and commending you for that, um, it's kind of like, man, that feels really good. Um, So maybe like how have you navigated um, not letting like the praise of man motivate you and how would you maybe encourage like our listeners who are wanting to do this but are maybe afraid. Like, man, I don't want to make it about me when I'm up there. What? How would you maybe speak into that?
4: It is such a vital question, right? Because at the end of the day, God deserves all the glory, and it's it's really we are just vessels, we're we're instruments of His mercy and His grace. And so for me, I I I immediately, you know, I I don't know if I'm doing it perfectly, but I I immediately uh, go to God. You know, when someone says, "Wow, that was so wonderful, good job, that's amazing," I say, "Praise God." I'm so thankful. Hey, what, what did you learn? What what is God speaking to you in this way? Like, how is he how does he speak through you? you know, what what really stood out to you and uh, in, in your own life? And so I, I I love to to immediately praise God and then to actually uh, you know ask them like what what is God saying to that? Because that's what I pray every time. And that's what I ask people. I say I don't want you to focus on me. Like, yes, God has given me an ability to to make it come alive. But it's I want them to pay attention to the words because the word is living and active, right? This I'm just the vessel communicating the eternal word of God. And I'm saying I want to bring it to life so that it can actually make impact on your life. And so that's what I I tend to try to to point it to is like, hey, what what is God speaking? What is God nudging uh, to you? And I I always like to praise him. And so anyone that wants to be able to do that, uh, it's really saying If God has called me to do this, you humbly, uh, trust in him and, uh, you know, in terms of getting up and presenting it. Um, but I also know not as many people, there's not going to be that many people that do, do what I do of presenting it in front of all these people. But if they do that, or even in small groups or they're, you know, a small church or whatever, I would still say, uh, you know, first acknowledge God, uh, and, and focus on the, you know, the God's word and, and focus on, on what it's really about.
1: That's good. Jeremy, would you share with our listeners also about your new book?
4: Absolutely. I, yes, I, God has given me a wonderful opportunity to work with a publishing company, uh, a hybrid uh, publishing company called Spirit Media. And, uh, you know, I, I had a book, I've had a book in mind the last, uh, last few years and, uh, you know, just with different things happening and COVID and whatnot, you know, almost COVID could have been the reason why I could have written the book earlier, but I know that what I've learned now, you know, I would not have been able to write what I did now if I tried to write it two years ago. You know, through my experiences of talking with others and even connecting with with Randy and and being able to hear what you guys are doing at Scripture Memory Fellowship. But yeah, I am I have I'm publishing a book. Uh, it will be coming out uh, the in the first week of April, I believe. I think that was kind of when we set it out, uh, and it is called Power to Remember. Scripture memory that works, and uh, really, it's this idea of that we have—we all have the power to remember. But the world, the flesh, and the devil is trying to keep us from realizing that we have that. And so, I really. Uh, have this book that it can be an accessible thing, could just be the vessel, the key for them to access the power that God has given us, right? Because we know in John 14, 26, that it is the Holy Spirit who brings into remembrance everything he has taught us. And so that is the book. I'm excited to be able to empower people to be able to memorize more of God's word, to do it effectively, to do it more easily, and to be able to retain it longer.
1: That is so good. And I know, uh, Jeremy, that you have a particular approach uh, to memorizing Scripture called the power system that we want to hear about, but we're going to save that for our next episode. And so for those of you who are listening, uh, we would certainly invite you to uh, subscribe and be sure to check back in a couple weeks when we have that episode for you. But uh, Jeremy, in the meantime, would you share with our listeners how they can learn more about your ministry uh, and and find out more about that book when it does uh, release?
4: The best way to get access or see, uh, find out more about my my ministry and the book will be uh, scripturealive.com. So that's A L I V E, not live as in you know live something that's happening right away, right now. So yeah, scripturealive.com. Uh, is my main website, and uh, and I don't have it now, but it should have you know uh, information about my book, the book cover, and and when it's coming out, when it should be released. That's the main main place, and I have YouTube, on Facebook uh, page as well, and Instagram. Um, not as active on those, but they they are they are there as well.
1: Great. So scripturealive.com. and for those of you who are listening, we tend to record these episodes a few months before they drop. So when you hear uh, Jeremy say this releases in April, that's April of 2023, so that by the time you hear this episode, the book will, Lord willing, be available. And so uh, be sure to uh, visit scripturealive.com and learn more about that. Uh, Again, certainly do subscribe and join us next time. Thank you, Jeremy, for being with us today. And we look forward to having you again on the next episode of the Scripture Memory Podcast.
0: Thank you for joining us for today's episode of the Scripture Memory Podcast, a ministry of Scripture Memory Fellowship. At SMF, our mission is to help you know, live, and love God's Word. If you're ready to take the next step in your Scripture Memory journey, visit us online at ScriptureMemory.com or download Verse Locker, our free Bible Memory app. As always, be blessed today as you take time to enjoy God's Word. And be sure to join us next time for another episode of the Scripture Memory Podcast.